Welcome to Conversations with Leaders. I'm Phil Lebrun, an enterprise strategist with AWS. Today, Rob Smedley, the Director of Data Systems for Formula One, is here to talk with us about how Formula One has pivoted quickly and maintained resiliency through massive change. Welcome, Rob. Thanks, Phil. Um, thanks for having me as well. So, yeah, I, I've, I've, I've had a little bit of a, a transition in, in my career. Um, a lot of people kind of call it, um, you know, going from poacher to, 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 to gamekeeper, where I'm much more involved now in with the, uh, with the commercial rights holder, Formula One management. And my role is about bringing the, I've had 20, 25 years experience of working within the teams and it's about bringing that to engage the fan base a little bit more in Formula One racing. So one of the things that I've been heavily involved in since the very beginning of my career is, is, is data analytics. As an engineer, that's pretty much the lifeblood of, of what we do in Formula One. You know, we make very, very evidence-based, data-driven, objective decisions. And all of that is, is made by the myriad of, of, of sensors and data channels that, that we take off the car or the ambient conditions or whatever that is. And that throws up a lot of interesting insight in, into Formula One racing. And what I've been tasked with is to build a department which is to develop the, the data structures and the data systems and the data analytics um, to bring all of that to life for the fan. The best way of describing it is when I worked in uh, on a pit wall in Formula One. So that's the, the, the place where it, all, all the guys sit, you know, as the while the race is going on and you try to control the race from, from that pit wall position. You know, you, you, you've got millions of data points coming at you every single second and, and, and people giving you, you know, compressing those data points into, into what I always call human readable format and, and, and throwing that over the fence to you for you to make decisions about, you know, sometimes split second decisions. You know, we're, we're trying to make decisions that would usually take uh, groups of very clever people hours on end or at least an hour. Um, we sometimes have to make them in, in, in less than 10 seconds. And to do that, you need very, very high-powered data analytics. One of the things we we talk to companies a lot about is how to become more agile, but you're in a, a really unique situation being in Formula One, where as an organization, you're used to regular changes. To be set for this, what does it mean in terms of how your culture is and the people you hire and even your leadership style? Well, I think it's a really interesting point that you make there, Phil. You know, our, our default position is, is is agility in Formula One. And the reason for that is that um, it's a sport, it's a business, it's a it's it's a blend of the of of the two, and therefore it, it's constantly shifting. You know, you you have the teams that take a, a certain position within the sport. You have the governing body. You have the commercial rights holder, and and because of that, it's a moving platform on on, on which we all stand. So 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 we're constantly trying to evolve the sport. It's 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 the fastest moving sport without a doubt, um, you know, on the planet, and we're constantly trying to evolve certain regulations or or certain parts of the governance or you know even you know be it technical regulations or sporting regulations um we've got a whole host of of new regulations coming in in 2022 um which is quite literally going to change the face of the of, of the sport and that will be a you know that, that that's the, that's the initial part of a journey which is which is going to bring about you know even more changes and a more exciting and more engaging formula one or at least that's the plan um, and, and we're constantly going through through these types of changes. And, and I think that you have to have an agile organization. You can't have an, an organization that is just used to, you know, constantly doing the same thing and, 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 and even getting comfortable with that. I think, you know, all of my time that I've spent in the teams, um, I don't think I've ever had one single day at work where I felt comfortable. 
um, you're constantly thinking about the the you know what's the next thing and how is it going to change and, and and even though you you might have you know systems and processes uh, and and things absolutely nailed down for today, you just know in 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 the back of your mind in your heart of hearts that that things are going to change sometimes dramatically you know in a very very short space of time sometimes it's 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 days sometimes it's weeks sometimes it'll be a year but you know that change is coming and and you can't stop that change in formula one so so what do we do how do we build that culture in in formula one it's quite easy you need leaders um you need the leadership that that has that culture you need a leadership that that is 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 absolutely driven um by agility and 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 driven by um the 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 prospect of 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 change and and not being phased by that and honestly um you know it's like a lot of things in business is it is it is it nature or is it is it nurture it's it's almost 100% nurture because i know from from experience that you know you could take two really really clever graduates or 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 young people who might you know just be on their on, on the advent of, of of the journey of their career, um, and you put you know two very similar personalities, um, very similar academic credentials, and one of them goes into in, into Formula One. Um, almost certainly, in ten years' time, that particular graduate or young person who will be not so young in ten years' time will have will have turned into somebody who can you know face adversity. Um, and challenge and change much more readily. It's just it's just part of our nature. It's part of the culture. And and if you don't have that nature and you don't have that culture, if you can't, if if that's not part of your personality and your characteristics, um, you know, Formula One, without a doubt, is a brutal sport. It's a brutal business, and and you'll get left behind. So I think Formula One demonstrated some of its agility this year with Project Pit Lane. Uh, when you started to provide respirators for the NHS. And that, that, that must have been a, an amazing experience to be able to turn your complete business model um, around so quickly. How did this unfold? And, and what do you think other companies could take away from how you approach this challenge? Well, I think, Phil, it, it's, the, it's the perfect example, I would say. I mean, you know, to, to, to give you the backstory there, in March this year, we were all in Australia as you know, uh, uh, ten teams, one governing body, and one commercial rights holder, all going about our business. And then, right in the middle of that event, the the, the COVID crisis um, hit, and, and we actually had to had to cancel the event um, on the ground in the middle of the event. And and what happened after that was, um, you know, it became clear very very click, quickly within days, I would say, that you know subsequent events were going to have to be cancelled. And therefore, there was a group of um, extremely bright people right across the board, you know, technical and, and, and business people um, all sat there, as, as, as we always do, because I think there's a little bit of workaholic in, in, in all of us in, in, in Formula One, um, all sat there wondering what we we're going to do. What's next? You know, there, there's no races, there's no racing cars to go, to, to go fast, there's no events to put on. Um, what's next kind of thing? Um, and so we, the senior leadership across the teams and across Formula One and, and, and the FIA, the commercial rights holder, we very quickly got our heads together and, and, and come together as a group. You know, it's, it's not very often that, that, that we do that um, and, and put our shared knowledge um, and, and shared passion for, for, for engineering and technology and, and, and business together and thought, right, what are we going to do? 
Um, and it was clear what we had to do. There was there was a global um, pandemic emerging. There was a global crisis. Certainly here in the UK, respiration and 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 CPAP machines were at um, a critical shortage. And so we just got together and we got some of the cleverest people, literally on the planet, um, in in engineering and, and and technician terms. And and we all got to work. We set to work and um, and we started to look at what projects needed to be done, what we could do quickly. And we were literally turning out um, medical grade machinery within six weeks from idea to from ideation to being tested, um, you know, on first patient trials. Um, there was there, there in in some cases in in some of the machinery and some of the projects that we were doing, there there was a six week lag. And the medical profession that that were involved in this with us. Um, were absolutely outstanding. Uh, you know, they, they were gobsmacked that, that that we could work at this rate. But that is just, you know, it goes back to everything that we've been talking about. It's about agility. It's about being able to adapt. There was a situation and we adapted to it. And it was, the, the beauty of it for me was it's very, very rare that the, that the outside world sees us, um, you know, just how adaptable we are as an industry, just how, how, how able we're able to cope with change. Um, because usually we've got our heads ensconced in, in making fast racing cars or putting on a brilliant show or, or, or writing, you know, the new regulations for, for, for the next two years or whatever it is. And, and this time it was something that was, was very public and it, and it wasn't particularly hidden from view, you know, as, 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 as we do quite often in the teams, you know, there's a lot of IP and, and a lot of trying to, you know, we work guardedly so that, so that we can gain advantages over, over our rivals. Um, this time it was all on the table and everybody working together and all of the brilliant brains from from each of the teams and and, and Formula One and, and and the FIA all coming together and you know producing these brilliant results for for what was a, a higher cause a much higher cause than Formula One that's for sure um, and it was just something really really exciting to be part of. So Formula One's already where many companies aspire to be. You know, there's been all this talk of digital transformation for years and. Frankly, a lot of umming and ahhing about whether it's the right thing for a company and COVID, for good or bad, has been an accelerator of that. You seem to be ahead of the game, but is there anything you've stopped, started or accelerated because of the pandemic? I would say that, you know, to, to, to answer the question really, Phil, I think you've got to consider the fact that, that Formula One, is, is, as you quite rightly pointed out, we, we've always been, you know, well ahead of the technology curve. Um, you know, quite often we're crying out for, for technology that doesn't yet exist and therefore having to develop that technology ourselves. Um, so we're always racing ahead. You know, we're always trying to push on at, at an incredibly accelerated pace. I think if, if anything, um, what happened during the pandemic was that not that we particularly accelerated projects, if you like, but it helped us to focus a little bit more on projects. Um, we definitely took this as an opportunity to, to focus on, on internal projects where we could move them on quicker than, than we would have done if we were, we were having to, to intersperse that, that development with 20 odd races. So having that period of downtime, which is the first time it's ever happened, certainly for me, in all my years in Formula One, and I think you know, guys who've, who've been doing it for longer than, than me too, have said exactly the same thing. We were able to to accelerate, you know, projects, but but they're kind of architectural pro uh, projects, um, data analytics projects, stuff like that. It's 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 really trying to get down and just bring things forward that that, that perhaps weren't happening at the pace that they would have done. 
Many companies are talking about something that's probably quite close to your heart, which is artificial intelligence and machine learning. And there's high expectations of what can be achieved, although for many companies it's early days. Given the amount of data that's thrown off during a typical race, how are you applying artificial intelligence in your environment? You know, what we've just got into in the last two years um, is with... AWS Machine Learning Solutions Labs is is to is to build data analytics that um, you know driven by machine learning that gets spat out as 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 graphics on screen graphics that you see during the race and for me that feels like we're just at the advent of of that journey um, I think that there's a whole range of areas where we can start to deploy you know heavily and genuinely machine learning and artificial intelligence in in within Formula One and I think what's what's happened here across the across the partnership across the formula one aws partnership is i for one as, as somebody who's who's been a leader in in the analytics field um you know in various formula one teams for many years now it's it's something that has always been dear to my heart but we haven't you know got we've never had the the the, the resource to be able to to, to really push on and, and, and push into it and equally when you know in my past life when we've onboarded you know machine learning think tanks and and, and groups that, that that have partnered with 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 those at formula one teams um there's always been a slight disconnect because we were getting on with a day job and and, and they were over here trying to learn about the sport i think what we've done in in, in formula one um, now is is something really really interesting where we've brought um, you know a lot of traditional mathematicians and physicists who have a deep rooted understanding of Formula One, so of our business, together with the AWS data scientists, and and what you get then is you get this heady mix of a, a full three hundred and sixty understanding of the sport and of the technology, you know, mixed in with with people who are at the top of their game in terms of you know machine learning and and, and data science. And once you bring the, those those two things together, um, and we, you know, my job is to just keep throwing more and more problems in in into that pool and seeing what what comes out the other side. A little bit simplistic, but but you kind of get the picture. Then there's just some really really good stuff starting to come out now. Really really good ideas, you know. And 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 that's what happens when you've got almost these two disparate groups together who quite often you know one doesn't know the other one's world very well but when you put them together the synergy there is is really palpable and 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 we're starting to see some really cool projects that that are coming to the fore now and and i would say that we're just at the start we're just very much at the advent you know that we want to get into more into this next year and really bring a better viewing experience um 100 a more engaging um experience for, for for the formula one fan but do that through through ml Obviously, AIML you know, has a massive benefit if it's turned into practical action or something useful. You talked about the synergies between two different teams with two different perspectives. Being part of that, any other advice for companies starting on their AI journey about how do you how do you get value from artificial intelligence? I think the the, the principal bit of advice as for, for somebody who's been involved in it for for a while is is definitely within your organisation start simple. If you want to invent a, a new branch of physics, um, forget it. Um, you, you're just going to overcomplicate and um, make too complex, really the 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 problem that that you're trying to solve and you won't actually get anywhere it's it's an onboarding process as well especially with the technical team within within an organization and it and it's starting to bring simple analytics and 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 simple applications of 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 where you would bring machine learning in so so almost something that that you know is going to have a, a decent you know return rate 
or return on investment for that for that time that you're putting in to a new MLAI project. So definitely start start small, build it up, and and, and get confidence as an organization as to as to what you know AI or, or in particular machine learning can do for you. Have you seen any unique use of machine learning within Formula One, given the challenges over the past six to eight months? I, I would say it's de- definitely what I've seen personally, then not over the last um, six to eight months. But but what I have seen in, in, in the past is a solving problems from a technology point of view within the teams that, that certainly was very difficult to, to solve with, with you know, traditional algorithms, traditional bran- branches of, of, of maths and physics. So a good example would be something that we we built in 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 my last team which was to um try to understand tire wear so so tire wear in 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 formula one is is something that is um hugely important to to how the 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 race can play out how the you know the, the the outcome of the of of the result itself and what we did there um is we had several failed attempts at trying to predict tire wear through traditional algorithms and essentially you know take it out from from that sphere of more traditional physics and using machine learning and neural networks was something that brought us um you know incredible results in a very very short space of time and it solved the problem that, that we've been we've been trying to solve for years there's other stuff which unfortunately i can't i can't tell you about everything that that, that i've done before but certainly that it's un, un, undoubtedly for me we've been able to solve problems with machine learning um technical problems engineering problems that just weren't possible before I'm disappointed you're not sharing the uh, innermost f1 secrets but I'll, I'll look for them on the racetrack Rob, one of the words we hear used a lot when people talk about agility is the word resilience, particularly today. And it's about the ability to absorb shocks and come back stronger than you were before. Have you seen any pivots within Formula One, whether it's in the technology space or outside of that, which you've made, which will be part of your longer term strategy as a consequence of what's happened this year? Um, Almost certainly, you know, even for a company like formula one that that is agile having, having a global pandemic thrown at us um was there, there there's no doubt that that brought a lot of challenges we had to have a lot of resilience to, to be able to face that and i think if you look what we're trying to do as an organization formula one by putting on um almost a full season of formula one racing in 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 a much um shorter time frame then we have had to adapt the business um, there's no doubt about it, and the and the Formula One teams have have, have had to adapt themselves um, and become resilient to the to, to the constant barrage really of of shocks that that are uh, are coming our way as 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 a sport. So there's there, there's no doubt that we've had to you know in in many many different areas in 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 the technology area in the in in, in the business area. Uh, and, and certainly stuff that, you know, you would say I'm, I'm, I'm more personally involved in, um, you know, in putting on the, the, the technology of the show of, of, of Formula One. That's had to adapt. Um, we've, we've had to do that differently. The way, you know, the number of people that, that we can actually have at the circuit, the number of people that the teams can have at the circuit, for example, has, has, has taken a seismic shift. And that means that how do you cope with 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 that in in a remote way? So so how do you cope with with stuff that, that would have been hands on less than twelve months ago? You know, less we shouldn't forget that. 
Now we're doing it completely different and, and, and we've had to be able to, to adapt to that. And, and I hope that, you know, what, what you see on, on, on the TV um, are 10 very professional teams putting on a really fantastic show and a really fantastic race. And I think actually when you watch it, especially whilst the race is on, when you watch Formula One, um, there's very little difference. And that's testament to, to, to the resilience and, and being adaptable to, to, to change. And there's there are undoubtedly lessons that that we you know that the, the whole of, of of the business of Formula One, the teams, the the, the commercial rights holder, the, the governing body has has had to adapt to that. That now it would almost be absurd to to, to go back. You know, it's stuff that that perhaps was was forced upon us. Um, you know, going back to what we talked about right at the very beginning stuff that was forced upon us but but we we adapted to it um you know we changed our organization we got on with it and 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 we've come back stronger and 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 the funny thing is you know with, with a lot of this stuff and i'm sure that you know there, there's organizations around the world that are feeling exactly the same if everything went back to you know normal whatever normal is nowadays tomorrow there'd be a huge swathe of practice that we would just carry on with that we've adopted during this this six to eight months, you know, we would never go back to 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 the the old inefficient ways. Even though at the time we thought we were super efficient, there's it, it, I think it's a great lesson in life that however good you are, um, however good you think you are, whether you're not, you you know you've got the biggest market share in whatever sector you're in, um, there's there's always room for improvement. You know, it, it's a constant evolution of improvement, and that's something that that you know we had to do definitely within the within the business of Formula One. Um, to adapt very, very quickly and to get on with change and to, 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 to adapt and adopt practices that, that were not just for, for the next you know, week, two weeks, two months, whatever, but no, this, this is a new practice. This, this is um, us adapting to the current situation, but it's also going to be an improvement whenever the lockdown does end. You've got a high pressure job, Rob. Like many technology leaders, there's an awful, just in a normal time, there's an awful lot going on and many, many expectations on you. And then the pandemic hits. How do you stay personally resilient? Well, honestly, I've got a really good support mechanism, both in and out of the workplace. I've got a really strong family who who support me to kind of go and do my thing. And, you know, more often than not, I am doing my thing. But they, you know, I've got a I've got a really good support network with my family. I've got a really good support network of of guys that, that I've had with me. Now for, for for many many years through through different teams and different positions, and and having people that that you know and trust a, a trusted team if you like that is really helpful for you know personal resilience because because you know th- th- there are down days everybody has down days when when you've got an incredible amount of pressure on you and the, and there's the stresses and strains that that, that brings with it. Um, and the decisions and trying to arrive at acutely objective decisions, but in a really, really short space of time. I think you do have to just remain resilient. You have to, you know, have, have, have good people around you, but definitely that, that good support mechanism is, is very, very helpful. And, and taking time, I think, a little bit for yourself as well. One of the things that definitely I've started to do during, during lockdown um, is just get out there and go on a bike ride or, or go on a walk or something like that. And, you know, everybody has bad days and, and, and sometimes just thinking, right, okay, that's enough now. I'm not going to solve anything because, you know, my head is, is, is elsewhere. 
get out for half an hour, an hour and, 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 and get those creative juices, get the energy back and, and, and then come back at it, you know, better. Rob, thank you for spending time with us today. It's been really interesting to hear how Formula One have adapted uh, to the pandemic. And we talked to a lot of customers about digital transformation and the fact that digitally transformed companies have this ability to deliver change continually. And you and your organization seems to be exactly what we're talking about. Really interesting to get some insights, very inspirational to hear your story and what you've done for the NHS. And thank you so much for um, the work Formula One's done there. Um, look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thanks, Phil. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Really good to, to, to go back through some of those stories and, and, and relive you know, where we are with, with agility as Formula One. Thank you very much.